This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Hello, and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that actually goes on the road to cover the postseason. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. So this episode is going to be a collection of recaps uh, that I've recorded on the road. The sound quality may be poor, but the reactions to the action will be very fresh. Uh, Some of these may be recorded in my car or out at the meet or in a very low-budget hotel room in Blythewood, South Carolina that I would never recommend to any of you to stay in. So if you hear people arguing in the background, that's just some of the other hotel occupants. Uh, First off, let's recap the first rounds of the single and dual discipline ECAC tournaments. The single discipline tournament started off with 5-seed Dartmouth and 4-seed Sacred Heart. I predicted this one would be 5-2 for Sacred Heart, and it ended up 7-2 Sacred Heart. I didn't know that they would be doing, well, I didn't know if they were going to do four or five riders. They did five riders. It's nice to see that. Um, Good job, Pioneers. Uh, The stats said that you were good, and you proved it. Uh, For Dartmouth, well, you guys, you know, you had a nice year. Uh, You came sort of close to getting an invite to Ocala, but um, basically uh, Sacred Heart got that invite instead of you. In the dual discipline tournament, we had five-seed Minnesota Crookston going up against four-seed South Dakota State. I predicted that this was going to be 13-3 South Dakota State, and it ended up being 13-3 South Dakota State. Good win for the host Jackrabbits. They advanced to go play UC Davis the next day. For the Golden Eagles, they finish as the only team in the country to go winless. But on the bright side, you now have that as a program goal uh, to get a win next season. On we go to Fridays. This is where things really get going. All of the conferences are in action on Friday. Now we're going to stay in the ECAC because I know most of my listeners pull for teams that are not in the ECAC. And this is my attempt at building drama. Semifinal number one of the ECAC Dual Discipline Tournament. Four seed South Dakota State versus one seed UT Martin. I predicted this would be 10 to 7 uh, for UT Martin. It ended up being 14 to 6 UT Martin, so even bigger than I expected. The Skyhawks justified their number one seed with this resounding victory, and they move on to the finals on Saturday. For the Jackrabbits, well, you know, you pounded Minnesota Crookston every time you faced them this season. And uh, you also did a very good job hosting the tournament. So good job, Jackrabbit. In the ECAC single discipline tournament, the first semifinal of the day was one seed Lynchburg and four seed Sacred Heart. Now, I thought Lynchburg would win a close one, five to three or four to five, but instead Lynchburg won a not very close one, eight to two. The Hornets looked like the defending national champions today, and uh, they beat a Sacred Heart team that is very talented in their top four riders. Lynchburg will go on to the finals for Sacred Heart. Yeah, you know, when you're riding five riders, that can expose a lack of depth in the postseason. But the good news is uh, that your thumping of Dartmouth uh, and Swanee's lack of participation in the sport this semester, it virtually guarantees you a trip to the national championship. So we'll see you guys uh, down in Ocala. Now, semifinal number two was two-seed Sweetbriar going up against three-seed and ranking starlings Bridgewater College. I predicted this one would go 6-2 to two for the Vixens, and it ended up going 9-1 to one for the Vixens. So here again, we're seeing that many of these smaller programs, they don't have the depth uh, to be competitive once you move up to uh, five riders in the meet. Uh, Sweetbriar advances to the finals to face the host Lynchburg, and Bridgewater will get ready for the National Championship Tournament because they are certain to go 
and uh, you know get an invite. So that is all that we have that happened today in the ECAC. Now we're going to jump over to the SEC since they're done at this point when I'm writing my script. Uh, semifinal number one there was one seed Auburn going up against four seed South Carolina. Uh, I think it was actually a mistake on Carolina's part having uh, their meet go in the morning. More of their fans could have shown up if they had waited until the afternoon, but there you go. I'm sure somebody will say, oh, well, it was the conference rules, but honestly, when has the FCC ever let fairness override viewership interest? But the Gamecocks' loss was Auburn's gain because um, there were lots of Auburn fans, and the place was equally, almost equally Auburn and uh, South Carolina fans. So really good atmosphere if you were uh, the visitors here today. I predicted this meet would go 12-8 to for Auburn, and it went 13-7 to for Auburn. So you can see I was expecting the hosting to help the Gamecocks maybe a little bit more than it did. But, you know, things generally went the way as expected. Auburn won the majority of points in all four events. It was still uh, close up until they got to horsemanship. So several South Carolina riders, they upset Auburn riders who had a lot higher winning percentages. So it was a good day for South Carolina, even with the loss. Auburn is going to move on to the final, and my job personally stays a lot more fulfilling because of that. And so uh, South Carolina is really going to need to win the consolation meet tomorrow to just lock up an invite to Ocala. And they might just do that. We'll see. Now, over in uh, semifinal number two, we had two-seed Texas A&M going up against three-seed Georgia. I predicted this would go down 10-9 to A&M, and it went down 10-8 to A&M. It was really back and forth all day. You know, Georgia started out with a 2 nothing lead, and then A&M caught back up, and then A&M pulled ahead, and then Georgia caught back up, and Georgia took a lead, and then it came back to tide, and then A&M won it in the end in reigning. Uh, the Aggies will advance to play Auburn in the final tomorrow, and Georgia will play South Carolina in the consolation meet. So, our last tournament of the day, we have the Big 12 tournament over in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, they did both of their sem semifinals simultaneously, and I bet that was just a nightmare for the fans in attendance because they had to stay there the whole darn day, and that is not what you want to do. You really want to do them one at a time, get one of them over with, clear out the place, get the next group in there, and do the next one. Um, you basically, you put the host team in the later time slot, that way you make sure you have a lot of, you know, fans in attendance, even at the end of the day. And everything looks great for the ESPN Plus cameras, but they didn't do it that way. But hopefully they'll do it next year because it's really the way to do it. Anyway, uh, in, in one of the semifinals, we had uh, one seed Oklahoma State going up against, and I'm doing air quotes here, four seed Baylor. Um, I say air quotes because basically uh, the, the way it all worked out in their conference, the top two teams tied and they had some tiebreakers to tell you who was number one. And it came out at Oklahoma State, even though TCU had a better season. And then the bottom two teams also tied, so they did another tiebreaker for them. And it said that Fresno State was the number three team, even though Baylor had a better season. So uh, I predicted this was going to be 12-8 to Oklahoma State, and it ended up being 12-8 to Oklahoma State. Uh, the Cowgirls are going to advance uh, to the finals, and Baylor will go into the consolation meet. Now, if Baylor wins that, they are going to Ocala. If they lose, they are not going to Ocala. So it's pretty much that simple for them. In the other semifinal, we have two seed TCU, and again, we're doing some air quotes here, going up against uh, three seed Fresno State, again, in air quotes. 
Um, I predicted this was going to be 14 to 6 TCU, and apparently I was being generous because it ended up being 15 to 5 TCU. The Horned Frogs will advance to the finals uh, to take on the tournament host, while Fresno State will face Baylor in the consolation meet. And I'll say that Fresno State, if they win that, they are definitely going to Ocala and they'll deserve it. Um, if they lose, they could still get an invite if South Carolina loses and if the non-pro uh, Fresno State half of the voting block in the NCA, if they're not paying attention to how the pro Fresno State voters are voting, then Fresno State could still slip in there. We'll see how it goes. Um, but this is all of uh, Friday's action we have for you. We're going to take a short break here in the podcast. And when we come back, hopefully I will have recorded something about Saturday's action. And we'll see if I do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, this is Auburn Elvis coming to you live from my mobile studio, which is to say my car, because it's raining outside. So um, we have some scores that have come through. Um, First, we'll uh, look at the consolation meet here in the SEC championship or the SEC tournament. In my prediction, I predicted that this was going to be very close, that it was going to be a 10 to 10 tiebreaker win for the Gamecocks. That did not happen. Uh, it ended up being a 15-5 to victory for Georgia. So good job to the Bulldogs. With this victory, they're going to be comfortably seated in Ocala, and we'll uh, see later this week where that ends up being. For the Gamecocks, they are now going to have to sweat things out for a little bit. Um, they really are hoping that Baylor will end up winning over in the consolation meet in the Big 12 because then hopefully they'll get in over Fresno State. And I'll tell you right now, Baylor is winning at the half, but again, there's a whole second half, so we'll see how that goes. Um, We have other action going on. Like I said, the Big 12 um, consolation meet is going on, but they're only halfway through that, so I'll wait until that's done. And uh, the ECAC dual discipline tournament has started, and uh, it's really close, So, um, but they're, they're only just getting started. They're not too far along in that one, so I'll wait and update you on that one as well. In a couple of hours, we're going to have uh, the SEC championship um, uh, meet. And then after that, sometime, the Big 12 will do their championship meet. And I'll update you on those as well. This is Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much. Hello, this is Auburn Elvis coming to you from the mobile recording studio. I'm on my way back to Chattanooga. Um, the, the SEC tournament is over and Auburn won. So... Let's do a little recap of it. Basically, the way this thing went down, the lineups came out. They did fences and uh, raining were the first two events. And raining, (laughs) there was a motorcycle driving by. Uh, Raining looked to be pretty even, uh, maybe even, you know, slightly in favor of Texas A&M. They have a good raining squad. And fences looked to be very heavily Auburn, like possibly a sweep. And uh, so I was over there with the Auburn parents, and they were like, well, what are, what are the head-to-head matchups for? And I said, well, 
I think you're going to like it because it looks like we might sweep them here in, uh, in fences. They're like, really? Yeah. So fences happened, and it went four to nothing for Auburn. There was a tie, so it wasn't. It was a dirty sweep. You know, it was technically the other team didn't score any points, but you know, Auburn didn't get all the points. They got almost all the points. So that right there got things off to a really good start for Auburn. Um, but then, of course, raining was also going on, and Texas A&M did really well in raining. Oh, they did well. Uh, they did. They won three to two. So that meant that the halftime score was uh, six to three. And that was a, you know, an Auburn lead, but we've seen teams lose. We've seen Auburn lose with leads like that at half. So you've got to get it done in the second half uh, if you're going to win. And so then the second half uh, commenced. So I was with equitation on the flat again. Um, and horsemanship was going on up the hill over there. Yeah, uh, one wood, one tree hill, where or one wood farms, whatever it is over there, uh, it's in the woods, y'all. Like, it is legit in the woods. And it's not, like, a little bit of woods. It is surrounded by woods, thick woods, that they have basically bulldozed enough area to have these little pastures here and there. And it's not super spread out. It's not, it doesn't seem as large as Georgia's place. But Georgia doesn't have near the trees that this place does. I mean, this place is, it could be a tree farm. It, 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 they call it a farm, but it could be a tree farm. Anyway, uh, and they've got these paths that are carved out through the woods and, and some small roads and things like that, but things are spread out. So it's hard to hear what's going on in the other rings. Uh, you can't see what's going on in the other rings. So we just kind of had to keep checking our phones to see what was going on in the other ring. Uh, but meanwhile, down where we were at the equitation on the flat, the matchups, again, looked decent for Auburn. There looked like two that Auburn would get, and then the other three would be toss-ups. Um, and so the way it turned out, Auburn got four to one in that event, and that essentially won the meet for them. Now, it didn't all, all of those didn't come out before horsemanship's points started coming, but basically a combination of those and horsemanship gave Auburn the day. Uh, and horsemanship, Auburn did pretty well. Uh, they won three to two, and uh, so there's your final score is thirteen to six in favor of Auburn. So we had that one tie, but you know there you go. So yeah, this was a case where you could tell that A and M didn't ride their best across the board. There were one or two riders who did ride really well for A and M, not some very good scores up on the board. Um, but then you also had a couple of riders who, you know got zeros, and they, they were probably in rides that they were going to lose anyway because they were up a very, against a very strong Auburn rider. But what those zeros do is not only do you not get that point, but, man, a zero almost guarantees that you would not win in a tiebreaker situation. Now, this did not come down to a tiebreaker situation. Oh, and I'll tell you, it's a good thing it didn't because the people who are doing the spreadsheets for South Carolina, at least during the semifinal rounds, they didn't realize that the Western equivalency formula changes depending on how many judges you have. So if you only have one judge, like you do during the regular season, you have one uh, Western equivalency score. But if you have multiple judges, like two or three, like you had at the SEC tournament, you change the formula a little bit to account for those extra judges scores. They did not do that. So their, their score sheets were wrong. And 
it, it didn't affect anything because nothing came down to a tiebreaker, but it's still, it's bad math. It's bad practice. This is the second time that I have caught uh, South Carolina not doing accurate work on their spreadsheets. So, yeah, uh, the, the league needs to talk to South Carolina specifically and say, look, y'all need to clean up your act or else we need to, you know, make some changes. But uh, I will say, back during the middle of the spring, uh, Oklahoma State also had some problems with their score sheets, the exact same sort of problems that were, you know, with this Western equivalency formula stuff. And they fixed it up. I mean, when they did their conference tournament over there this weekend, they had three judges, and all of their score sheets were proper. Uh, so it's possible to, you know, get better and, and fix your mistakes. South Carolina, y'all got to get better and fix your mistakes, not just on the horse, but also in the uh, back in the in the barn. You got to you got to dot your eyes and cross your teeth. Anyway, back to the meat. Uh, Auburn won. This is. Now, the fifth straight SEC championship that Auburn has won, that's never been done before because when Auburn got four straight last year, that had never been done. Just setting new history here. Uh, Auburn led start to finish for the whole season pretty much. There was that one slip-up uh, on the road at Texas A&M, and Texas a and good, especially if they're at home. They're real tough to beat. So, yeah, um, other than that, though, Auburn was the, the perennial favorite. And they proved it again. They got it done on neutral, neutral horses. And, and yeah, let's see. Oh, but overall, I, you know, I kind of poke a little bit of fun at South Carolina's facility. But it was still a good top-notch facility. I mean, this is an SEC facility that they can be very proud of. It's not on campus. It's, you know, what, 20, 30, 40 miles away. So it's a, a little bit of a drive if you're going from campus to get out there. And it's in this little place called Blythewood, which is very small, but it's about to get a lot bigger because they just got a big uh, electric vehicle plant that uh, they've got the contract for that's going to be built there. So that place is going to change, and it's going to shoot up, and it's going to be, over the next, you know, five, ten years, it's going to turn into something. So look out for that. Uh, Let's see, other things. Oh, there was a consolation meet. Now, in my preview, I predicted that the consolation, consolation, SEC consolation meet was going to be super close, that it was going to be a 10-10 decision that would be a tiebreaker, and that uh, the Gamecocks would win. You know, things did not work out that well. Uh, in fact, this was the only prediction I made, I think, the entire weekend that did not uh, come, to, come to pass. And sorry, Gamecocks, but... Anyway, what it was like fifteen to five or something. It was it was pretty one sided. So Georgia just put a beat down on them, and you know that's kind of I, I. Many of y'all probably expected that. I didn't expect it. I thought the the stats suggested that it would be very close, and I kind of gave South Carolina a little bit of a bump, figuring hey, you know it's at home, even though it's not their home horses, still at home in front of their fans, they should do a little bit better than the stats would suggest. They are going to hope that Fresno State does not get that number eight spot in the national championship tournament, and I don't think they will. I joke around a lot about that, but please, please, voters, don't don't put Fresno State in. It just would not be fair. Nothing against the Bulldogs, but their record just is, is not good enough to justify that. There are better teams with better records than Fresno State, and if you send Fresno State 
instead of sending South Carolina, uh, or goodness, if you sent them instead of Baylor, that would be a complete travesty. Anyway, so yeah, uh, please voters, send South Carolina. Do not send Fresno State. They just don't deserve it this year. So I think South Carolina is going to get to Ocala, and then wherever Auburn ends up, either Auburn will end up number one or number two in the in the final rankings, then South Carolina will not be their opponent. They're going to monkey with the ratings. What they'll probably do is leave SMU number one, they'll leave Auburn number two, and then they'll put South Carolina down as the number eight team and bump Baylor ahead of them because Baylor did win this weekend um, in the consolation beat. They, they beat uh, Fresno State worse than Georgia beat um, South Carolina. So, yeah, so the, so the Bears are in it. They're probably going to get to Ocala. And, uh, yeah. Also, oh, since we're talking about the Big 12, you know, in the prediction, I predicted that it was going to be a little bit closer that TCU – Fresno State meet, not TCU Fresno State, Baylor Fresno State. I told you Baylor was going to win. Baylor did win. They won even more than I thought they would. So good job, Bears. So they're in Ocala. They're going to Ocala. And uh, then the championship. Okay, Big 12 championship. Oh, you know what? Nope, now it comes to mind. There was one other prediction that I was incorrect about. Yeah, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give away the, the, the ending with this. I predicted that it would be close and that TCU would win, okay? Now, it was close, but TCU did not win. You know, Oklahoma State's good. TCU's good. They're both good. And it went 12-8 to in favor of Oklahoma State. Now, I couldn't follow it too closely because I was at Auburn, or watching Auburn uh, win the SEC, so, but I kept checking in periodically, and it, it looked back and forth, so... Both of those teams are good. TCU, they're going to move down a little bit. And I think maybe Oklahoma State will move up a little bit. Maybe Oklahoma State will end up number three now. And TCU will slide down to number four. And that's fine. So what that would do is, let's see, then, um, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm driving the car, so I don't have my notes in front of me. So it would be, gosh, I feel like I should know this. Auburn would get Baylor. SMU would get South Carolina. Uh, Oklahoma State would get, uh, I guess, Georgia down there. And then that would put TCU and Texas A&M. Okay, those are the two teams I couldn't remember. So, yeah, TCU and Texas A&M would face off. And, yeah, they rode against each other in the in the regular season. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure Texas A&M would love to get another crack at the, at the Horned Frogs. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, that's a pretty good bracket, yeah. And, uh, you know, the chances that the ratings people will actually give us that sensible bracket, uh, you know, it's probably a coin toss. So we'll see how that goes. What else happened? Um, bu- 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 oh, oh, yes, yes, okay. <laughs> Here's a prediction I made that got, that I was right on. Boy, man. UC Davis. Okay. They were probably the most underrated team this whole darn year by the rankings people, okay? I don't know what it is, but they just plumb forgot that the Aggies existed. And so it just took forever for UC Davis to get ranked. I think even after they beat Auburn, I'm not sure they got ranked, which was really weird. But anyway, uh, they were number like three, I think, 
in that tournament. They were seated third or something. Ridiculous. But uh, so they won their you know semifinal against uh, Delaware State. It was very close. And then they advanced to the finals against UT Martin, which I think we all saw that coming. Well, at least that UT Martin would, would advance over uh, South Dakota State. And that did happen. And so then in the championship, the ECAC uh, dual discipline championship, uh, what do you know? That thing went back and forth all day, and finally UC Davis won. They won it. Like, what was it? It was 10 to 8, I think. Yes. How about that? Good job, Aggies. Now, the sad part of this story is that um, even with the win, you're not going to make it to Ocala. And I know some of y'all will say, oh, but, you know, they're conference champions. And uh, in other sports, that might mean something. But in this sport, it really doesn't mean that much to the voters. So, in fact, you know, that's why, that's why SMU got out of that conference is because they realized that the voters don't care about stuff like that. They really only care about, I don't know, their own personal agendas. But, uh, and, and you're not part of their agenda, so you're not going to get invited. But you were close, and, I, and I'll actually side with the voters here and say that you had, let's see, you had one marquee win where you beat uh, uh, Auburn, obviously. And then you had one other where you did something, I think. But, may, well, no, maybe you didn't have another marquee win, and that was the thing. You needed one more marquee win. Okay, you had beaten teams like UT Martin and Delaware State, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and you did beat Auburn, which is the number two team in the nation, so that ain't nothing. But you didn't follow that up with one more win. If you had had one more win against a name brand team, you would be going to Ocala instead of, uh, well, probably Baylor, because the rankings people didn't like Baylor here at the end of the year either. But anyway, or maybe South Carolina might not get in, and you'd get in ahead of them. But Regardless, you're not going. But I'm here to tell you, for a large part of the season, you were on the cusp of being good enough. And for a couple of weeks, you were definitely good enough to get into the tournament. It's just that at the end here, when you had that chance against Oklahoma State, you didn't beat them. You you kept it close, but you didn't beat them. If you had beaten them, actually, I'm not sure how close that was. It might not have been very close. But again, all that to say, good job, Aggies, but you're not going to Ocala because... There's only eight spots, and you are the number nine team. So, and yeah, you're better than Fresno State, though. I mean, that's the thing. In the rankings, Fresno State is going to be there at number nine, and you're going to be there at number ten. But let me just tell you, that's wrong. Okay, that is just wrong. You're the number nine team. You're better than Fresno State, and I want you to go to bed tonight knowing y'all are better than Fresno State. And and frankly, everybody knows it. It's just some voters don't want to admit it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're all caught up. That's all of our action this weekend. So, man, I love conference tournament weekends. It's just great. Yeah, I get to go and see that happening. And, oh, yeah, it was fun, man, going there and hanging out with the parents. And let me tell you, when there's three judges giving out scores, it is it is so amusing 
to watch the social interactions of these parents quickly calculating whether their daughter won the point or not because, you know, the scores come up individually and then somebody has to add them all together and then you have to remember what did the other girl have? Did she have a 122 or a 126 or 140 or whatever? And then, you know, yeah, it's funny. Or 240s, I guess, yeah, because we had three judges. Anyway, it was, oh, it was was great fun. Um, But I love conference tournament season because this is where, you know, everybody's been riding the whole darn year and this is where you really can show your stuff. So, you know, UC Davis, you showed where you are in the hierarchy. Fresno State showed where they are in the hierarchy. Um, South Carolina, you know what? You're in the toughest conference in the land, and you're number four in the toughest conference in the land. But frankly, that's good enough to get an invite to the national championship tournament. Uh, the rest of y'all, great weekend. Uh, SMU, well, you know, you're an independent. You didn't have a conference tournament. Boy, I'm not sure that was the best choice because... It helped. It didn't matter this year, but boy, there are a lot of years where not having a conference tournament could really come back to bite y'all. Now we're all looking towards uh, Ocala. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be down there, and uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. I look forward to seeing all y'all and, uh, you know, writing more articles and, uh, yeah, just having a fun time down in Florida. So that's all for this. Ep- oh, wait, 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 wait. No, that's not all. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, I want to give a special, special shout out to Isabel Song's mom, okay? (laughs) All right, here's one of the things that y'all got to know about South Carolina. They ain't got enough parking over there. Now, during a regular meet, they have these two uh, long, thin pastures that they let people park in during a regular meet, apparently. Well, when you got a a conference tournament that you're doing and you got four different fan bases that are going to show up, there ain't enough room for parking, okay? So what they do is they have off-site parking, and then they have shuttles running. And these aren't like airport shuttles that are real tiny. No, 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 no. These are freaking tour buses, okay? So you get a lot of people in those things. And there's either one or two of those. And so what you do is those things just go. They, they pick people up at the off-site parking, and they bring them to the place, and they just run a circuit. And then when it's time, you know... To leave, they they take people back. Okay, this isn't rocket science. Well, okay, everything went smoothly on Friday. Okay, people who wanted to come in for session number one, they did that. When they wanted to leave, they left. And the people who wanted to come in for session number two, they did that. No problem. However, it was different on Saturday. And here's why. Because it's Saturday, because it's the last day of the tournament, once the horses that, that competed in the first session are done, well, of course, everybody wants to get those horses out of there as quickly as possible. And there ain't a lot of room at uh, One Wood Farm, okay? So they've got horse trailers just out everywhere in the roads, just loading horses up. Well, when that's happening, there ain't no room for no tour bus to come in and either pick people up or drop people off, okay? So what you end up having in that situation is a very undesirable situation where you have people stranded. Uh, now, there weren't people stranded at the place, but there were a ton of people stranded in the off-site parking for 30 minutes just sitting on the bus because they couldn't get the buses in. There wasn't room for them. And the second session was about to start. So, like, me and, you know, Greg Williams' wife, Sandy Williams, one of their daughters and their family, 
the Auburn cameraman. Uh, you know, there there were legit people, and of course me. We were sitting on that bus, and we couldn't get over there. And we're like, okay, what 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 is going on? And so yeah, like people are calling saying, go ahead, let them in. It's like, and it's like, well, until my boss tells me to let them in, I can go. I ain't going. And I get that. You know, the driver has to do what he's told, and he was. He did not take us. So uh, anyway, I think Craig Williams and other people just started grabbing. Uh, parents who were nearby and saying, hey, can you take your car and go get some people? Uh, Sandy Williams was like, oh, uh, our group is too big, so we won't go in this car, but the cameraman here, he'll go, and uh, this other parent lady, she'll go, and oh, there's space. Albert Elvis, you want to take it? Like, yes, ma'am, I will take that space. So the driver of that car was Isabel Song's mother from Georgia. So special thank you to her. And she got me there on time. So, yay! Uh, she overcame a little bit of a scheduling issue that uh, South Carolina created. So, anyway, uh, otherwise, it was great. You know, there was some rain today, but it, it was only during the other session that I didn't go to. So, I didn't have a problem with the rain. Uh, all y'all got wet, not me. And it was beautiful by the time my session started. So, things just always work out for Auburn Elvis. Anyway, so that is the end of this episode. I want to thank you all. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, I forgot one. There was another meet today. Oh my goodness, Casey Preberg is going to kill me. All right, listen, y'all. Another one of the predictions I made, and this one came true, was that over in the ECAC single discipline tournament that we would get another meet between Lynchburg and Sweetbriar, okay? And we did. We got that. And I said in the show last week, I said, hey, I'm looking at these numbers and Sweetbriar's looking better right now than Lynchburg. Now, some of that was because Lynchburg went had just ridden against Oklahoma State and that, and they got pounded. Uh, but that pushed their numbers down a little bit lower than they should be because they're not going to, nobody's going to face that much talent in the single discipline tournament. So anyway, but I left him alone because I, I didn't want to get into picking and choosing, cherry picking which stats I use. So I'm just using them all and it just works its way out. Anyway, so I predicted Sweetbriar would win. It'd be close, but they would win. Then the matchups came out and I'll tell you, a lot of the matchups looked to be in favor of Sweetbriar. So I posted it that way. Now, it was not as one-sided as those matchup predictions look to, to, to be, but it was a win by Sweetbriar. I think they won, uh, oh gosh, uh, it was out of 10. Let's see, they won 6-4, to I believe, or 6-3. to 6-3, 6-3. They had a tie earlier. Okay, so 6-3, and yeah, they won that thing. So they have now beaten... Uh, Lynchburg twice. Lynchburg has beaten them once this year. Uh, Lynchburg is also the reigning uh, national champion. So Lynchburg has been number one all season, even after they lost to Sweetbriar uh, about a month ago. But now I'm kind of thinking that the rankings people should flip those two, that they should put Sweetbriar as number one and Lynchburg should be back down at number two. Now, both these teams are very close. And if one of them rides really well, they'll beat the other one. It doesn't matter who it is. Whichever rides the best will win. They're that close. So when they, they're both going to go to Ocala, obviously, and when they ride, they will probably face each other in the championship again. 
and yeah, it's going to be up in the air as to who wins that. But this weekend, I predicted uh, Sweetbriar, and I was right, and they got it done. So congratulations to the Vixens. They have won uh, another conference title, and now they will go on down to Ocala. Lynchburg, you didn't win the conference title, but hey, you didn't win the conference title last year, and that didn't keep you from winning the national championship. So, yeah, uh, there's a silver lining there for you as well. So, now that's the end of this episode, and uh, I am Albert Helvis, and thank you very much for listening to this extra part, and War Horses. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.